This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be welcoming author Peggy Frieson. And Peggy is the contributing editor of the All Creatures magazine. And she's also the author of multiple books and articles about the human-animal bond. And her most recent book is the adorable The Dog in the Dentist Chair um, that just came out recently. And it shares true stories, beautiful stories of dogs, therapy horses, and lots of other inspiring animals who help kids. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Peggy Frieson to the show. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Liquor Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Liquor Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have author Peggy Frieson with us today. Hello, Peggy, and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, we're so excited you could be with us and talk about the wonderful work that you're doing. And we just love your adorable new book, The Dog in the Dentist Chair. And I got to ask you, Peggy, how did you come up with that idea? Well, I just have been enjoying writing about my own dogs and writing about other people's animals and all the ways that animals help us and we're bonded with them. And I saw this article about beautiful golden retriever who helps kids who were um, afraid when they were getting their teeth filled or teeth cleaned. And the dog just got right up in the dentist chair with the kids and it helped to comfort them and calm them and, and also to keep them still. And I first, my first thought was, gee, I'd like that. I don't, I don't particularly love being at the dentist either. So I thought that would be really awesome. But then I thought how, you know, how else are, dogs and animals helping kids. There are so many different ways. And I started looking into it and researching and finding all these animals that help kids and um, in so many different ways that they help kids. Yeah. Well, you have really put together a lot of familiar faces to us at Working Like Dogs. <laughs> we see a lot of our guests have been, are included in your awesome. book. <laughs> and we just love all the different stories. How did you go about identifying all the animals to be included in the book? Well, of course, like you know, some of them, I've met some of them online or in person or through blogging. And then I just did a lot of research because I really wanted to be sure to 
include every way I could think of that an animal might interact with a child and help a child. And some were more obvious, such as the reading programs that have become very popular. And I found not only dogs, but cats and rabbits and rats and doves and all sorts of different animals are working in the reading programs with children. And then I just kept looking for all the different ways I could find that dogs and other animals are helping kids. Yeah, well, I know I love that you do have so many different types of animals. There are lots of dogs, but like you said, there's <laughs> rabbits, there's all other, there's little miniature horses, there's all kinds of, there's a camel, there's all kinds <laughs> of interesting stories. So, so did you go and get to meet all of them, Peggy, or how did you do the interviews? The local ones, of course, and the ones that I could get to, I went to meet. My husband um, is a photographer as well, and he took some pictures, and there were, of course, there was a limit to how far I could travel, so I didn't get to meet all of them, but we spoke on the phone, we exchanged pictures, we talked a lot, so that I could really get to know not only what these animals do, but I wanted to get to know them as an individual, because I felt that was important to relate to the kids. These aren't just a working you know, just their job, but they like to play. They like to eat the same food they do. They like to, um, you know, sleep and cuddle up with their humans and they're real animals that also do a job. So I got to get to know them as good as I could and um, to get to know what their uh, life was like and what their day was like. Well, I bet it was hard. Did you have any stories on the cutting room floor, as they say, that didn't make it into the book? Not too many. I did. There was a few, uh, especially the more popular and more common type um, reading programs. There were a lot of wonderful dogs that did library programs and read with kids. And, you know, I, ha I couldn't include every single one because they were doing a similar type of job, even though each one is very special and unique in its own way. So I think that was disappointing that I couldn't include every single one. Yeah, I could only imagine that that would be really <laughs> hard to narrow it down from all the incredible little critters that I'm sure you were introduced to. Well, so tell us what's your favorite um, story in the book? Oh, my. I have I have several favorites. Of course, I really love um, Magic Miniature Horse, who I know you and your readers or yes. your listeners are familiar with. We and love magic. magic. Is so awesome. And I'm yeah. actually getting to go down and meet Magic in Florida next month. So that'll be exciting. Oh, that's um, awesome. Because I live upstate in New York. And um, I love the work that Magic does just with so many different ways that she helps people. And I also love the story of Lentil. Lentil is a little dog that was born with cleft palate. And um, he was just, you know, he's just so sweet and cute and little as a puppy. And his, um, Handler's mom would put pictures of him up on Facebook and just sort of had some support of people by posting about him. And one day a woman said to her, you know, Lentil has the same condition as my daughter, but nobody ever says that my daughter's so cute. And that got Lindsay thinking that this dog with cleft palate can go help children with cleft palate and help them see that they are cute and they are beautiful and they're if people can love the little puppy who has the same condition, that they're lovable too, and their smile is beautiful no matter what. I love that. And yes, and just for our listeners to know, Lintel is a little French bulldog who is I adorable. Know. Yes, yes. So cute. I know. I just I love, love that Lintel is yeah. able to use that 
and to help people to feel good about themselves. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. Love that about lentil. Yeah, well, tell us some other stories of some of the other ones that you met and that really, really touched you. Well, this Monty is a mixed black, black lab slash mixed dog who helps a young lady who has some mobility issues. And dog actually physically is able to help her get up and get down. She goes to school and she can brace herself against the dog or um, he can help her get up the steps and open doors and things so that she's able to be more independent because of this dog. And that's a way I never would have thought of um, a dog being able to help a child. And yeah. They took classes together so that they would learn to work together because some dogs, some service dogs are not allowed to go into the school with just a child as a handler, such as the uh, the dogs who work with kids with autism or seizure alert dogs. They need an adult handler to be with them in most cases until the child is a certain age. But she was old enough and she also passed the test required to together that they took together the training and some testing so that he can um, go to school with her. I know. I love that story too. And I love the photos that you have of her and Monty in the book and also of them in the classroom. I love that. It goes to her sporting events. I think she does like a, a softball league for for kids who have special challenges and he sits in the dugout with her and she plays in the <laughs> band or the orchestra and he comes right along beside her. So that's really nice. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah, that is some of those things that you talked about are what service animals and assistance dogs do that can change change people's lives, myself included. Lovey does exactly. some of those tasks for me, and it's really, it's life-changing when you start getting that independence and having that unconditional love and and respect and that partner with you that's always there. There's, It's hard to beat that. Exactly. That's pretty it's good. It's hard to beat it. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Well, another thing I love in the book that you did, Peggy, is is you kind of do like little stats for people, you know, me, for the animals. Um, Mm -hmm. I think of them as people. But I love that how you do, especially (laughs) like for Monty, you talk about his breed, the age, the color, the weight, their favorite food. I love that. Their favorite toy and what state they live in, which I thought was so cute that you did that for everybody. How'd you come up with that idea? Well, I did that because what I was talking about before, I wanted the kids to see these animals as an individual animal and that they they like food that maybe they like the same, they both like cheese or something, or that they play. It's not just a working animal, but it's a pet as well in most cases. And one of the, um, actually it was a woman who has a dove and the dove goes to, um, named Cloud, goes to programs with kids in school and a lot of times she will give the kids a handful of bird seed to feed to Cloud and Cloud will pick apart, he'll throw out the seeds he doesn't like and just pick the seeds, the kind of seeds he does like and it helps the kids. It's like, well, see, Cloud has preferences and he likes these seeds and doesn't like these seeds and just like maybe you don't like the corn or whatever it was. I think it was a cracked corn he didn't like. And they're like, yeah, we don't like corn either. So it just helps to relate to them more to see these different likes and dislikes they have and different ways that they spend their day. 
Yeah, and those are wonderful lessons for children who sometimes are always taught to be so compliant um, when starting to teach them to make their own decisions. And it's okay to have things you like and you don't like. I really appreciate that and helping children to make choices that feel good to them and that work for them in their life, which is so wonderful. Yeah, and I also saw you had Surf Dog Ricochet in there, who's one of our good friends. Yes, I bet Ricochet's been (laughs) on your uh, show before. Ricochet is, you know, amazing and quite well-known surfing with the kids with special needs and adults as well and different kids. And now Ricochet also has a uh, little sibling, Corey, who is helping kids to learn to swim. That's so great. We love Corey. Corey is adorable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just love and watching Ricochet surf. I mean, that's really amazing to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It came from the dogs themselves, their own sort of their own mission that they wanted to help with the surfing, you know, in California, I guess dogs go surfing and get in the water and he just, um, she just jumped on surfboard with somebody and wanted to have that be part of what she did to help. And Corey, the same way, saw the kids in the water. And if they were struggling or looked unsure of themselves, she just wanted to jump in and help them because she, as a puppy, had been afraid of the water. And she wasn't confident in the water at first until she got used to it. So I think that helped her to see how the kids felt if they were a little afraid in the water. Yeah. Yeah, they can both relate to it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, and I love how Corey's favorite food are Cheetos. (laughs) 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 That's so cute. But yeah, again, great photos that you have of Corey swimming and being in the water and and being with a, a young person. It's just, it's so sweet and so endearing for both of them. Yeah, and tell us about Molly the Firefighter. That's another former guest on our (laughs) show. So remind us about Molly. Well, Molly has um, lived with Firefighter Dana, and she teaches the kids all about fire safety and works with so many kids, both in person and on Skype, and um, teaches them about how to get out of the house and how to roll over and she can actually show them, demonstrate how to roll if they need to roll low, crawl low under the smoke. And the kids are going to remember that lesson much better if taught by a dog. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, they can make that connection and it'll stick with them. Yeah, that lesson that they're learning from that adorable little Dalmatian. Yep. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, these are also wonderful, and we're going to keep talking, but we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors who we love, and then we're going to come right back and continue visiting with author Peggy Frizon. So come right back. DGP is an all-natural formula proven to help aging pets with joint and mobility problems. It goes to work quickly, providing vital nutrients to the joints while reversing the effects of age. Some people see results in as little as seven days. Don't let your dog struggle another day. Call 800-521-0543 or visit dgpforpets.com and enter the code WORK, W-O-R-K, for 25% off your first order and free shipping. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're visiting today with author Peggy Frizon about her adorable new book, The Dog in the Dentist Chair, and other true stories of animals who help comfort and love kids, which we love this book. And before the break, we were talking about some of the amazing stars in the book, um, all different types of animals, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, doves, all kinds of, of amazing animals. And at the beginning, when we first started talking about that you did mention that magic was probably your favorite Peggy and that you are going to get to go visit magic and his other family members. So tell us a little bit about why magic was the favorite for you. I think magic is just so unique. A miniature horse, first of all, is something, you know, everybody wants sort of that animal that's just kind of the right size for them, especially a child. So a miniature horse is not something you get to see and cuddle with every day. It's more approachable than a big horse, which might might be a little intimidating to children or to short people like me. And a miniature horse just does so many. Magic does so many in the gentle carousel organization. There's so many wonderful things. They help kids who are, um, you know, very ill in the hospital and they go to places where the kids are in need or have suffered some sort of trauma. But they also do a lot of literacy programs. And one of the horses, not Magic, but one of the other horses there works um, in the state parks as like a park ranger. And they do so many things to help kids in everyday life as well as if they've suffered an illness or a trauma. But they also help the kids in their community who have, um, you know, with the reading or with bullying and other issues. Yeah, I know. It's so amazing. And as you said, Magic is a, a miniature horse and is a gorgeous miniature horse who's black yeah. and white and has this amazing blue eyes. So that is one gorgeous little hundred pound little little boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really right. amazing. Yeah, so I, I'm, I would be very excited to be going to their house in Florida. That's going to be a really <laughs> amazing trip for you. And we're doing a book signing down there for the dog in the dentist chair down at the Barnes & Noble in Orlando on um, April 6th. So oh, if anybody listening happens to be in the area, you can come and meet Magic and come get a signed book. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Orlando is one of our favorite cities to visit. We love it. Well, that would be a great time to visit. Yeah, it would. Well, another thing I love that you did in the book is the, the section at the end. Of course, you did some great resources for people, but you also did a really sweet list of how children can help animals. I love that. Tell us a little bit how you came up with that idea and what the intent was. Well, I always feel like the human-animal bond, which is what I particularly love to write about, is a mutually beneficial thing. And as much as animals give to us, it's our responsibility to give back to them. And children can learn this too. And, you know, a lot of what I'd like the kids to understand is just treating them gently and kindly and humanely. And sometimes kids don't understand this as well as others. So, I, you know, just being knowing that these animals are feeling and 
thinking and compassionate and caring and all the things they can give to us, we can give back to them. And I gave yeah. some other ideas that the kids can do about fostering or adopting animals or about collecting um, food for a food pantry to help feed animals who whose owners and people are maybe falling on hard times. Yeah. Well, and I loved how your list included things that don't cost money. Yeah, things that, like picking up trash on paths and beaches that might harm wildlife. I mean, I loved those those ideas, you know, to plant that in people's minds that, yeah, those are the kinds of things that we all should be doing to show our, our gratitude for these amazing animals and how much they give us. That's the least we could do. That's right. And if, we ha- if the children have a pet, you know, to play with them and give them something to do and not just to... You know, it's a long day if the parents are off at work and the kids are off at school and it's a long day without people. And most of these dogs and cats love to be with their people. So, you know, give them something to do when you're gone and be sure to play with them and give them some attention. I know everybody's busy and kids are busy, but um, if they have a pet in the house, just to be sure to, um, you know, to make sure that not only it's physical needs met, but the emotional needs as well. Absolutely. I know we're seeing so much research being done now about fitness for our animals and how important it is. I know I've been looking at that for Lovey. Even though she's a working dog all day, she still needs that stimulation of being, you know, having fun, being without her backpack on and running around and and having time to smell and sniff and do all the things that dogs need to do to rejuvenate and and like you said, to support their mental health, which is so important. Exactly. In fact, it's funny, my very first book I wrote was called Dieting with My Dog because I had put on some extra weight and my little spaniel at the time had put on some extra weight. And um, I'd gone to the veterinarian and she said, oh, you know, your dog really could stand to lose a little weight. And I was thinking that's exactly what my doctor had been telling me. So we started doing it together. And when I was trying to help her lose weight, also following the same good um, practices of eating less and watching what we ate and exercising more together. So we both lost weight together. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> well, I know. Lovey and I need to get on that path ourselves. Yep, that sounds <laughs> well, like a never, great it's idea. Never easy. It's never <laughs> Lovey's better at it than I am. So, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned your other works. I know you're a contributing editor of All Creatures magazine. Tell us about that magazine. All Creatures is put out, it's a new magazine that's recently come out within the last year or so by Guidepost Magazine, which is the magazine that I write for regularly. It's an inspirational magazine full of inspiring true stories of people who have used their faith to overcome some sort of situation and to deal with some problems. All Creatures deals with, as the name implies, all different types of animals, and we have True stories just made to help us um, strengthen our bond with animals and and realize how important they are to all of us. We also just have a um, devotional book that came out just now. Um, it just came out, I think, last week called All God's Creatures, and it has daily devotionals for animal lovers. 
and I have um, devotionals in there that people could read as well. Oh, that's great. I know my mother was a huge Guidepost fan. I know we've had Guideposts around our house as <laughs> long as I can remember. It's, she found it's them been very, around a long time. Yeah, I know, decades. Mm-hmm. I remember as a child her always reading those and getting a lot of inspiration from them. Yeah, and great. you've also written for Chicken Soup for the Soul books too, right? Yes, I have. Some of them are animal stories. Probably most of them are animal stories, but uh, I think I've been in about 20 or 25 of them with stories about my dogs or about losing weight, like we were talking about, or any various number of things that um, there's a chicken soup for just about any topic you might be interested in. (laughs) Yes. There is now, yes. It's, it's quite the extensive ideas for chicken soup. Yes, it soothes a lot of things. Yep, that's great. But they have well, one I, for dogs coming out just about every year. So they have a new chicken soup for dog lovers. So you can keep um, checking that out every year. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you do some other really incredible work besides the tremendous writing that you do. You also work to rescue golden retrievers. Tell us about that. Yeah, we um, started rescuing senior golden retrievers. And it actually isn't anything we intended to do, but we um, we started looking for a dog to rescue. And my husband was looking at the rescue site webpage and he saw this older golden retriever and he's like this is the one and I looked at it and I saw it was 11 years old and I was like oh Mike we can't get that dog he's going to break our hearts and um, he really you know he just for some reason felt like this was a dog that we wanted and so happened that the um, the day of the rescue groups meet and greet I was away out of town on a conference and I said to him do not get that dog while I'm gone and sure enough, he was true to his word. He did not, he didn't get it, but he went to the meet and greet. And I think he sort of kept um, visiting with the dog and taking him on these long walks so that, you know, maybe nobody else would notice him. And the day I came, <laughs> the day I came back, we went and he, um, you know, we went and looked at the dog and I was like, oh, you know, like he's going to break our hearts. And he just looked at me and he said, but he needs us. And that's when I realized that sometimes rescuing dogs isn't all about what can they do for you, but it's about what can we do for them as well. So we did rescue him. We named him Brooks, and he did break our hearts, as you would have guessed, but it was the best 11 months we ever had. Mm. He was just the most sweetest, devoted dog, and he started us on our mission to rescue senior dogs. So we've had several since then, and they are just, they fit with our lifestyle, they, you know, they're just, they usually come and they're just so sweet and gentle and they just need us so much that it's just been the most wonderful thing we could have ever imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, first of all, we love your husband. That's awesome that he was <laughs> doing that. That's so great. And yeah, I mean, the whole other topic of senior dogs and, and how they are a lot of times discounted and, and not wanted in a lot of homes anymore because of their age and their limitations. So yeah, that's so wonderful. In fact, we adopt senior cats um, for that oh, same awesome. reason. We adopt older cats um, because again, they're harder to get adopted and, and people usually don't want them because they want the long, long life with the younger animals. I've come to realize that it's not easy to lose a pet no matter how long you've had them. So um, we might as well have the seniors. And right now we have um, Ernest. He was nine years old when we got him and he'd been kept in a cage 
all day and all night. The mm. people just didn't want him anymore, so they just kept him in a cage and only let him outside long enough to get covered in ticks all over, and he was just a mess. But when we got him, he was so happy to be out of a cage and to be loose, and whenever we stopped patting him, he would just bark because... He just longed to be touched so much that we have to, we still, to this day, we've had him for about a year and a half. We still have to keep patting him or he'll bark at us. Oh, he just <laughs> wants to be cuddled all the time. He oh, does. That's so, so sweet. He, we do therapy dog work with him because he gets lots of attention and patting that way. Oh, I bet he loves that. Oh, I'm so he glad does. to hear that he's getting to do that now. He's gone from a bad situation to being a, a therapy dog and helping others. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Well, I know I think it was Winnie the Pooh that said, how lucky are we that having someone or something in our life that saying goodbye to is so difficult. And it sounds uh, like that you've definitely had that experience, but how wonderful. Yes, that is, that's a very sweet sentiment. But my husband also always says it's only so hard because it's so good while you have it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whether that's for, you know, no time is guaranteed. So like you said, even though it was a short time, it was still very wonderful, beautiful, amazing, gifted time. Right. Well, and so do you guys, do you place senior dogs or do you do anything other than adopt them yourselves? Or what is your role with the Rescue Golden Retrievers? We like to think of it as giving them a nice retirement home. Our house and yard isn't huge, so we usually can only have about two at a time. So we just take them in when we can and do therapy dog work with them if they're um, suited for that. And Ernest, the one we have now, he was, um, we were going through his training. And then when we were just patting him as we were sitting in the class and we noticed a little lump, we took it in and sure enough, it was a tumor and he has cancer. So he had his surgery though and he had the... uh, he had this tumor removed and went back and finished his um, training and became a therapy dog. And now he's a dog with cancer who likes to help people with cancer. And they really oh, seem to appreciate that. Yeah, well, I'm sure that really connects with a lot of people who are on the same path as Ernest. That's right. They really think, you know, here's this dog who has cancer, but look how well he's doing and he's coming out and visiting me and they really seem to connect with him and he just loves to be there with them. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, Peggy, we could sit and visit with you all day. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming and being with us and for sharing your wonderful book, The Dog in the Dentist Chair with us. And we hope you'll come back because I'm sure you're working on other things. But tell our listeners, how can they get more information about you and the book? Well, you can get the book on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or wherever you like to order your books. And you can connect with me on um, my Facebook page, which is Peggy Frieson Books. That's on Facebook. Or you can check out my website, which is PeggyFrieson.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we put those websites on our webpage for your show so that our listeners can reach out to you if they'd like and get more information and follow you on Facebook if they would choose to. So that That sounds great. Well, thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening. It was a pleasure to be here today. Thank you, Peggy. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We love for you to join us. And as you know, Lovey and I love to hear from you. So please keep those emails coming. And you can email us at marcie, M-A-R-C-I-E, 
at PetLifeRadio.com. And you guys know you can also follow Working Like Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We just love seeing your photos and connecting with you and hearing about all the amazing things that your working dogs and working animals are doing every day. So thanks so much for being with us and take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.